I'm Izzy Rock, host of Tells from the Hard Side podcast. You're listening to the Bad Parenting Podcast. Go rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher. Warning, the following auditory experience may contain themes of an adult nature. The opinions expressed are those of the podcasters and not of their respective employers, parents, and or legal guardians. Content may not be appropriate for children, small animals, work, and your mom. Enjoy the show. Think you've seen it all before? Think again. This is the Bad Parenting Podcast. Oh, yes, welcome to episode 165 of Bad Parenting Podcast. I'm Justin. And I'm Rianne. And we are back again. Woo. I think this makes two weeks in a row, Frank. <laughs> Suck it! Don't, don't do that. <laughs> I'll be there in May. Knee, knee pads? <laughs> yes, knee pads are definitely a must, right? I think, maybe, something like that. <laughs> if you have to have knee pads, you don't know what you're doing. Fair point. I'm listening. <laughs> I noticed how I got really quiet there. Uh-huh. Uh, so how's it been, babe? Things good? Uh yeah, things yeah. are things are good. Things are goody goody and whatnot. Yeah. They're 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 more gooder. Yeah, I mean there's obviously some stuff going on in life that doesn't necessarily need to be discussed oh, no, no. over the microphone. Like the, um, like the pissy-ass cats we have in the background right now. Right. Yeah, there's about to be a huge cat fight. We've got a, a, a cranky old uh, cat that we've lovingly nicknamed our Russian grandma. Because mm-hmm. she's only got one volume and it's fucking loud. Mm-hmm. But she's also a bitch. She no, she's like actually very and... friendly. She's just not very nice to the other cats. But to us, she's amazing. Well, yeah. But she's just like... like but the thing with the other cats, though, is like it, she doesn't go out of her way to like attack them. But God forbid one of them walks past her because she'll just hiss and slap at them. And then you've got your your special needs kitty who's just kind of oh, like Rain he's, Man. He's my buddy. And he likes to... He's basically made his personal his personal goal lately that if she's going to start slapping at him, he's just going to sit there and follow her and mean mug her and stalk her, and that pisses her off. But she yeah, also there he goes. He's yeah. chasing her up the stairs. Yep. <laughs> she's hissing again. Well, it's funny though too, is like you can tell that that Kai knows that she's not allowed to mess with the other one, right? Because mm-hmm. you're fiercely defensive of him, mm-hmm. understandably so. He doesn't know any better, but yeah. he has figured this out. He's my special little guy, and he uses it to his advantage now. So. Aww. You he know, could he could do no wrong. They're not they're not nearly as developmentally disabled as he'd like to think. He he's definitely a rain man. De- de- def- definitely 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 a special kitty. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I even had a vet confirm that uh, he was like the cat equivalent of Downs or autism. I'd say that as I pay attention to his mannerisms, I would say Less definitely Downsy, autism. More autism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely a. Uh, uh, all about routines uh-huh. um every night at 8 30 he comes in and reminds us that it's time for his wet food uh-huh. um every morning the weekends is the worst because he doesn't come upstairs to remind us but as soon as i step down the stairs he's immediately in the living room like dude dude you're two hours past the time you normally feed me in the week <laughs> this is not okay right but he's also so sincere about it like you can't even get angry like no because the look on his face is of concern and panic. Like, do you realize that I could have starved? <laughs> I could have just literally just killed over and died with no. He's food? just the sweetest cat, he and is. he he drools like a leaky faucet, and he's got a little. Uh, it's a ninety degree angle 
tail. Yeah, his tail's broke. It, it was broken in the womb, and apparently yeah. it healed that way. It's actually, he's got two different 90-degree angles on his tail. If you yeah. felt the very, very, very tip yeah. of his tail, it's another 90-degree. It's so uh, funny his, how it crooked his, it straightens back out again. His um, whiskers are short and very, like, wiry mm-hmm. um and that's their equilibrium so if you ever watch how he walks he's a little off he's balance. a little off balance yep. um and when he meows it sounds like he's saying the word brown he can't retract his claws all the way no he can't he can't Which, bring them in all the way so we call them his knives and they are the longest claws i think i've ever geez, seen on a cat and you have got to be careful when you're around him because he won't even mean to but like you'll sit there and like why is the tip of my finger missing oh Right. <laughs> and yeah. He's just like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. He will straight up fillet you, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even realize he's doing no. it. And, and then sometimes he'll reach out for attention or to get your attention, and you'll walk by, and like you know, and then you're bleeding profusely, and you got to go patch yourself. It's up not that. It's not that bad. You're like, you're a little Quentin bit Tarant- of an exaggerator. It's Tarantino levels of spurt. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're terrible. Uh, no, you know I love the little dude too. He's, he's the best. He's burrowed a little place into my heart, the little shithead. Yeah, there, there'll there be a day because they're all the older. Well, him and Molly are 13. Right. And then Kai's 12. Well, Molly's birthday is March like 3rd or something like that. And Skeet's is April 4th. And yes, you heard that correctly. His, His name, name is Skeet. Skeet. Um, yeah. Skeet, Skeet, motherfucker. He has a little patch of white fur on his chest. And I got him back when yeah. the Dave Chappelle skit was going on mm-hmm. and the little John and the East Side Boys, the uh, Oski skate motherfuckers. Yeah, the, the uh, window to the wall song. So I was looking at him and I had no idea what to name him. And that song was on, but then also on the television was <laughs> the Dave Chappelle. He's like, ski, 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 all over your pillow sheet. And I was <laughs> like, oh, God, he looks like he got skeet on on his chest. And it's like, ding, light bulb. <laughs> I was like, his name is Skeet. And yep. it's with an exclamation point at the end or you're yep. not spelling it right. Exactly. Yes, she is one of those cat moms. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the other kitty is LaFonda. Oh, yeah. Come yeah. on. Molly got her name because we were watching Austin Powers. And she had a little Cindy Crawford mole on her face. Yep. Oh, I just bumped the microphone. And we would sit there and call her Mole or Guacamole. And just because of her little mole, we named her Molly. But I call her Mole all the time. Mm-hmm. Or you guys call her Diabetes. <laughs> she's yeah. mixed with Maine Coon, so she's a very large cat. But then she, she got did fat. go. She, well, she did go through a phase where she was chubby. She's actually lost a significant amount of that. Yep. In fact, when we gave her a bath, you were like, oh, God, it's mostly fur. Well, yeah, at that point it was, but <laughs> it, it, that chick is still serious about her food. I, I filled up the dish last <laughs> she night. She is 13 years old. She deserves it. I, I filled up their bowl last night, and she came thundering down the hallway and shoved all the other cats out of her way. I was like, fuck you, and, and went up there and got what she wanted first, and then they left the little crumbs for the rest no, of the No, it's not. You're such an exaggerator. It's not even that bad. <laughs> I, when Wilford Brimley dies and can no longer do those commercials, she will take his place. You're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the one that nicknamed her Malabitas. That's your brother. <laughs> that, that would be my brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we've got a house full of crazy animals and crazy kids, and it's always, there's always something. There's never on. a dull moment never around dull here. Moment. And sometimes you wish there was, and <laughs> nope, it's always fucking short. <laughs> sometimes you're just like, everybody just shut just up. Stop. Just, just, just stop. Over just it. 10 minutes quiet, mm-hmm. but no. Yeah. And then sometimes they like the kids will come off with a zinger or something like that. You're like, okay, it was worth it. Right. And Tempe says, I, I wish I could remember what it was. I've been racking my brain for the last two days trying to remember it. 
but she did something this week and she said something and it was this wicked burn on Ezra. And I'm just like, dude, you need right. to pull water for that. Or, and, <laughs> or we're in the middle of the grocery store and she holds up a spaghetti, not a spaghetti squash, I'm sorry, a butternut squash. And she goes, it looks like a penis. Yeah. And I couldn't help but laugh out loud in yeah. the middle of a grocery store. Yeah. First of all, what? Yeah. <laughs> and second, holy crap yeah. it was terrible and like a couple people around us heard it but you know what i'm not even gonna look at her and go oh, temperance no, are you kidding me it was hilarious and, and it's not like it's untrue nope and anybody who's listened to my show for any length of time knows that i do not filter myself in front of my kids and that they've learned uh you know for the most part when they can and shouldn't and should they're still learning stuff. like when they're temperance still... came out and looked at my brother and called him a douchebag she had a big smile on her face she was totally kidding she was trying to joke she was trying to joke because i call my brother douche yeah. i call him i <laughs> you call a lot of stuff. i call him homo yeah i call him needle dick i call him no dick i i mean he's my brother yeah but i is. call i introduce him to everybody as my sister right. um and so i think she was just trying to jump on the little mm-hmm. the little burn Rian's brother and bandwagon every kid does where you know you step into the adult arena not realizing you're stepping into the adult arena and you get your ass handed to you right so what's up douchebag and we were all like whoa well, I, i'm trying not to laugh because i was it, i it it was funny, but then at the same time, I'm like, I can't let her get away with this because it's over that line. It's well, just, yeah. And so I'm like, Temperance, we cannot be speaking to him that way. I said, Anne, what is a douchebag? And she's like, I don't uh, know. I don't I'm like, know. well, then if you don't know, you sure as shit can't I be know. Like, if you don't know the definition of the word that you're using, we probably shouldn't be using it. It's like the time that I inadvertently taught my niece the word dildo. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so I had this orange tabby for a while. I I think he was about four and a half when I gave him to mom. Mom mom lost one of her kitties and she called it her guardian angel. And she really, really wanted a lap cat, but was afraid to adopt because you never know what you're going to get. And this cat just fit all of her wants and needs. And I, I gave him to her and broke my heart in the process. But he was notorious for jumping on me right when the thought occurred to me that I needed to use the restroom. Mm-hmm. And so here I am laying on my couch and the cat jumps on me and out of nowhere, I'm like, damn it, Squish, why do you always have to be such a dildo? Mm-hmm. And his name was Squishy, Finding Nemo. Yep. And I shall call him Squishy and he shall be mine. But all I hear in the kitchen area of my apartment at the time is the little clinking of a spoon. And I forgot that my niece was staying the night. Mm-hmm. And all I hear is Aunt Ran, because she can't, She well, at the time she couldn't say Rianne. Mm-hmm. Aunt Ran, why you call Kitty Squish a Delbo for? <laughs> <laughs> and I about fell off the couch <laughs> laughing my yep. ass off. And I'm sitting there the whole time like, oh my God, how do I play this off? You know? Um, <laughs> so I had to talk with her, you know, like it's just a nickname that Aunt Ran made up for, you know, Kitty Squish and... And it, it, I used to say Dibby Dobo when I was a kid. Dibby Dobo this, Dibby Dobo that, whatever. It was like my thing before I had full on words and mm-hmm. sentences. So uh, our goal was if she ever said it around her mom that, right. you know, Dibby Dobo was. But it's amazing how kids pick up on the context in which it is used. Mm-hmm. Because when my brother and his childhood friend, who I also call one of my brothers, uh, showed up at the house a couple hours later, they were picking on each other. And out of nowhere, my niece goes, Uncle David, quit being a dumbo to my daddy. <laughs> and, and my brother just stops and looks at me. Like that, that very slow turn. And I'm sure mm-hmm. all of you know what that turn is like. 
And he's just like, huh, I wonder where she might have learned that from. <laughs> and I'm just like looking at the ceiling like, I have no I'm idea. I don't even know. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> But yeah, and see with me, uh, and that's I get it because that was not you know it's your niece, not your kid. But like with me and my kids, I'm like yeah. I think the first time I uh, ever said something to one of them, your jaw hit the floor because it was temperance, wasn't it? Yeah, oh yeah, you said yeah. you need to quit acting like a bitch or yeah. something, and yeah. I about lost my shit. And you were like, no, no, no. Here's the thing. He goes, uh, her mom and I have always been very open, and we've always been this and this and this. And I didn't call her a bitch. I said she was acting like mm-hmm. a bitch and i was just like but but and, and then you'll notice her response was okay i know <laughs> yeah she, she she didn't cry no, or she, she wasn't even phased by it, it. And moved on, but i'm over so. here going what uh-huh. so yeah i don't know yeah and so but, it, it, it's you know it, we've and, and it's not always the easiest but i've always been of the opinion that i would much rather have the children hear it from me and understand it and learn it in its appropriate usages um, versus the the schoyard uh, education that I got on some of these words that was completely oh, fucking oh yeah. wrong. I got my mouth um, washed out with soap one time because mm-hmm. I rhymed my cousin's name with the word bitch. Mm-hmm. His starts with an M, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that it was it was a, a word, word that I had heard my parents use before, and I didn't really think anything of it. Kids at school had used it, and and then here came a, a bar of soap, and that stuff is awful. Dial oh, yeah. is the worst. Um, Ivory's a close contender. Um, but yeah, but no, we were we were talking about like the little the little like the little uh, liner the one liners that they come up with. Uh, yeah. Temperance is really good too about burning Kurt, my mm-hmm. my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, we were in Walmart one time and we we're walking past the toddler aisle and Temperance looks over and she goes, "Oh, is this for Kurt buys all his clothes?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because my brother, I got you gotta love him, but he is all of maybe five foot five if inches. That. Yeah. Um, that's me being generous. We're we're all very short. My mom's short, my father's short. Um, so by default, my brother is short. Mm-hmm. Um so he gets a lot of jokes. Um, hands we always feet. ask for like the the booster <laughs> at restaurants. Shit, when we were in Vegas, he was at, <laughs> what did he want? A floaty for the pool? He, he wanted a floaty for the pool and he found a no, uh, I, I couldn't I, I was the one that was volunteered to find him, and there weren't any, but I found those little high chairs that you put into a regular chair um, like a little booster like a little booster seat and so i'm like i we don't have any of those but i got you i got you hooked up for dinner time tonight <laughs> he entire, took it and he jumped yeah, into the pool with it yeah the entire crowd started laughing their ass oh off. man yeah, it was my, good. my poor brother yeah he's he's tiny he is he's a little he's a little guy <laughs> but yeah we are with the kids it's just been and like i said it's it's a challenge because at times they will they will say stuff or do stuff that uh that catches other people off guard and causes them to kind of do a double take. But, uh, you know, I've always been of the opinion that uh, you choose how you want your kids to react to certain things, meaning, uh, as an example, drinking in other countries, a lot of places it's not taboo to have a glass of wine with dinner starting at like fucking seven years old, right? Dude, like in Ireland or Scotland or whatever, if you can see over the counter... uh You can get liquor. I'm not sure. Are you kidding me? T- kids are having shots of whiskey in those countries, you know, with the titty milk just because, you know, it, it strengthens them, builds character. Um, but in those countries where it's not taboo like that, the, the instances of teenage drinking and whatnot are well below 
what we have going on here, and it's right, because, because it's allowed. It's, well, not it's not a the, taboo. It's not the way to you know to lash out or get back at your parents or, or right. you know be be bad or whatever. And so with with the, our kids, it's just been hey, you know what? If you are going to understand or learn something, you're at least going to learn how it is. You learn the appropriate either use for it or the appropriate definition or whatever it is, and then why you shouldn't be doing it right now versus. Versus just trying to be like, oh, well, because I said so. Because that doesn't fucking work. Right. The, worst, the answer I hated the most as a child was because I said so. And it wasn't because I was trying to be defiant. It's because I have, much like Trent is, I was extremely intelligent, well beyond my years as far as understanding stuff goes. And I could figure shit out. And so my curiosity came solely from a perspective of I wanted to learn. I wanted to understand how something worked or why it was the way that it was. And so, thankfully, my parents rarely ever used because I said so, but it did get tossed around every once in a while. And now, as a parent, I understand it because sometimes it's so fucking frustrating. Sometimes it has After, to be like, said. Question 422, you're like, Jesus Christ, I don't have the time or patience or the wherewithal to deal with this anymore. And you just kind of, you know, let loose with it. And you're not trying to be an asshole, but it just it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the same time, Trent and Ezra both have been very challenging for me in that respect because they are both very intelligent and they're both extremely quick to pick up on things um, in certain areas and in other areas, not so much. Like Ezra's and his social cues are like not existent right now. So I'm hoping that he starts to pick up on those more. But from a <laughs> sheer bookworm perspective, the kid is is got insane, insane intelligence. And then Trent is so much like me. It scares me because I know what's coming up. I know I know what to expect next. Like I'm going to be walking in there one day and this will be all disassembled. In fact, I've been looking at it and I'm pretty sure that the faucet leak that we have in the bathroom that I got to go patch tomorrow is directly due to him figuring something out in the faucet that he shouldn't have been able to figure out at his age. And I can't really fault him for it. Actually, but, I think you're absolutely correct. Because I think Temperance was saying the other day that Trent was checking something out under the sink. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, well, that, that's bizarre. Mm-hmm. And I probably should have looked a little bit deeper into it. <laughs> yep. But, but the there's no way that I thought he well, was going to be right. tampering at, with it. At the time, you don't think about it. And then you started like, oh, shit. Now I get what's going on. Because, and... I honestly, I will actually fault the design and the engineer of this fucking faucet and not the five-year-old because if the five-year-old can do something as simple as turn the faucet hand or the faucet nozzle to the side in one direction and cause it to loosen the plumbing connection so badly that it causes it to link into this leak into the cabinet below, that's an engineering fault. Mm-hmm. And maybe he needs to be sent to this company to show them where they fucked up their design and how they can make it better. <laughs> right. But this is the kid that we, for Christmas, we got him a circuit kit. And for his birthday, we got him another circuit kit. And not only has he built every one of the circuits and every one of the kits that he's got now. Yeah, and the one has 300 and something options. Yeah, and he's built all of them. But now the other day he came out, he's like, so... He's like, I built this radio the other day because it told me to build this radio and there was a speaker. He's like, but I have this buzzer over here too. And I thought, well, what buzzers are kind of speakers. So I wanted to see what it did. So he's like, I took the speaker off and he shows me and plugs the speaker and plugs the buzzer into its place, turns it on. He's like, it still works. He's like, it sounds like crap, but it works. And he was right. It did. It was it was a little buzzer. So it was real tinny. Sound like an old radio, like an AM, you know, like a really, really old radio, mm-hmm. but it still worked. He's like, I don't I like the way the speaker sounds better. And he plugs the real speaker back in. I'm like. Well, good on you, dude. I said, just understand that when you start doing stuff like that, in this case, speaker, not a big deal. But if you're dealing with like 
any kind of current or electricity of any type of magnitude and you plug the wrong thing in and it's not meant to go there, you very well could cause some fireworks to happen. His eyes light up. I'm, like, I'm not the good kind of fireworks. I'm saying like the, oh, geez, I'm glad I didn't burn or shock he myself. He was so <laughs> excited to come and tell me about the time that you got yourself electrocuted. <laughs> he was like, Dad like did this and he did that and he got electrocuted and it was so awesome. Well, that was and the- I was like, what? And you're like, yeah, it was just a little zap. But Trent was, that- was like yeah, mind was- blown. Yep. And he's like, I want to feel what that feels like. And I was sitting there going, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, that kid, he's he's insane. Well, that was the funny part, though. So I remember that. What, what did he say? If dad had hair on his head, it would have been standing straight up. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cute well, and best, terrifying at the, the same time. The best part was I didn't even shock myself. And so what happened was is I did the thing that you're not supposed to do as an electrician. And I was working on a live circuit because I needed to test something out. And it's far fucking easier to test it when it's live. Then you have to go and run. Okay, it's off. Okay, test it. Nope. Okay, it's on. And then back and forth. Um, understanding that I was taking the risk of causing the possibility of a fault, which is exactly what happened. I was I was kneeled over and I was on my on my you know like kind of kneeling on my feet, and I went to um I went to move or do loosen up one of the screws, and one of the fucking dogs comes running in behind me and knocks me off my balance. Right, and the screwdriver takes the hot wire and grounds it to the side of the breaker box and shkapap this big old white that, that classic electric flash right in my face right I'm like sweet I let go of the screwdriver it was an insulated one so I was fine um, I had that nice ozone smell you get from an electrical short like that nice big huge char mark on the side of the uh, of the box too thinking oh, it's a fantastic. sub panel yeah it's a sub panel thankfully not the main panel so no big deal I can just replace if I ever need to um, but I realized that Trent disappeared with a quickness mm-hmm. and I thought maybe it had scared him so I came in here to make sure he was okay like I didn't freak nope, him out nope he was telling me like and he's in there and then dad and he totally shocked himself and he was like and I'm listening the story he's making up I'm like and this is how shit gets so fucking out of control when people tell stories because none of that happened <laughs> like it was a big flash and I go woo because it was like wow that was kind of funny you, know, you got electrocuted uh, and it was awesome yeah, Rianne, and then, oh but, my god I just want to know what it feels like yep. and I'm sitting there going please please don't no why like <laughs> yeah yeah anyway, it was that kid but he is like he is that smart and it's becoming a burden in some areas of our lives because he's too smart he has <sighs> found that he can that um in general the, the the women in his life tend to be pushovers and a little softer spot they have softer spots for him than most of the men do and it's not that I don't love the boy it's not that I don't absolutely adore him it's that I understand the kind of deviltry that he's capable of and so I've got to stay on my toes to keep track of him um, but because a lot of the females are pushovers he will tend to really test the boundaries and see how far and like really yeah, test and the see boundaries just how much he can get away with and so the biggest problem we've been having with him lately has been getting schoolwork done on time because he just doesn't want to do it that day and he'll legitimately say that. Like, well, what? and I think he decides to test how far he can go with it. Mm-hmm. Like, what did what was one of the ones that just really aggravated the crap out of? He told his teacher he hurt his finger, yes. right? So he couldn't hold his pencil he to needed... do his his writing, right? And so it, hold on, let's let's pause there for yes. a minute. Yes, yes, yeah. He he had hurt his finger at recess, but there was no visible mark. It, it must have been bruised, and this is what he said: it has to be bruised or something. It just hurts really bad, and I can't bend it to hold the pencil. And he was doing this whole dramatic performance, like ow, ow, like when he couldn't bend it and whatnot to hold the pencil. But then uh, computer time came up, and he was all 
Oh, his finger was yeah. so much better. And and then she's, but thankfully the teacher was smart enough to look at it, but you're bending it the same way you would to hold a pencil. And then she's like, and that's when he realized he was caught and that his plan wasn't as. Well, but he sat in the corner and just sobbed, uh-huh, and saying it was unfair. Yep. She was like, no, you can have tablet time. Yep. If you finish your writing that everybody else had to do when your finger was hurting. Mm-hmm. If you finish that then you can definitely have the computer time. And yep. he was throwing a temper tantrum about yep. how unfair it was. And so the one thing I will say is that his teacher up to this point has been a bit of a pushover. And we finally had a meeting and I went in there. I said, here's the deal I'll make. If you give him an inch, this guy will take 10 miles. Mm-hmm. With it. I said, and I don't say that to be as a bad thing. He's just, he's, he just, will find he's not any, used to women saying no. He well, gets away that, with what he wants. He will find any loophole. He will find and exploit it. Any weakness, any whatever. He's immediately climbed, yeah. dri- dives into it. And but he, will, he's learning with me that that, yeah, I mean, that's, I'm glad to see that, <laughs> that he's doing doesn't happen. That, and I'm glad for that because even like my mom at one point, I picked him up one day and she was telling me something. I'm looking at her and she's like, Oh, I got played, didn't I? Like, yep. Like he does it with his grandmothers. Man. He does it with his mom. He's doing it with his teacher. Yep. And so um, I, he's gotten it over on me a couple mm-hmm, times, mm-hmm. but I've started to pick up his tells, mm-hmm. and it's it's not getting him very far. Nope. And I'm glad for that because it's, it's starting to instill that you know there are other females that are as as much of a hard ass as dad is. Mm-hmm. But we've ended up having to set up this system at the school where. Uh, she will ask him to do what he needs to do and he have him be on task. And if he doesn't do it, she will give him a warning saying, if I got to talk to your dad, I will. Because I've told her straight up. I said, I live less than five minutes from the school. And I and work from home. I work from home most of the time. I said, so I can be up there if necessary, but I need everybody in this situation to understand these few things. If I've got to get up and break my work to do for a half hour, whatever it's going to take for me to come up to the school and do this, A, I have to make that time up. So I'll be working later into the evening B, if I'm working later into the evening, that means I'm still working when you, you know, when you guys are ready for dinner and whatnot tonight, and that's going to piss me off, and it's going to make you hungry, and B, I am going to be one cranky-ass person. Mm-hmm. I said, and I will go as far as, if I have to, I will call my boss and say, hey, look, I need the rest of the day off as vacation time, please, because I got to go sit and babysit my kid in class today, because he's being a little shithead. <clears throat> and Trent's kind of looking at me, just trying to see if he, you know, call my bluff or whatnot. I said, dude, don't, don't. I will come down here and I will stand next to your desk and I will just bark orders and I will be like, do this, do that. And I said, and I don't think you want that in front of your friends. And so he was, you know, he he was good after that and he did a a good little bit and then he pushed the button again on something. (laughs) And, um, I got a phone call from the teacher. I'm sitting here and the phone number rings. I'm like, ah, damn it. So I go to answer the phone. I'm like, I'm like, hello, Mrs. So-and-so. And she's like, hi, Trent's dad. I just wanted to call because Trent's not. Oh, would you look at that? He is just dutifully working now. Okay, false alarm. I'll call you back if I need anything else. And she sent me a text afterwards to say that he flat out was refusing to do the work. And she's like, I'm going to call your dad. He goes, go ahead. (laughs) I'm like, oh, he said, what? Wow, yeah. And so she's like, so I did. And she's like, you should have seen the look on his face when he heard your voice come over the phone saying hello. Oh, I bet. (laughs) I can only imagine. so fast. And I'm like, all right. And then I talked to him about that, and I'm like, dude, you can't, you can't, you can't push it to that point. That's not okay. I said, not to mention the fact I am going to have to come down there, and it's not going to be fun for you. Right. Um, and then that was the same night that I went to run to the store real quick. To oh, yeah, you gave him a couple tasks. And as soon as I walked out the door and got in the car, he immediately stopped doing them and just kind of looked at you like, make me. 
Well, what he did was he said that he was going out to the dining area to clean up the mess from the Valentine's Day cards. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, did you finish doing what your dad asked you to do? And he said, yes. And I said, well, thank you for going out there and picking up your mess. Mm -hmm. A couple minutes of silence goes by. And and then all of us, right. And then all of a sudden I start hearing some noises and it doesn't sound like any cleaning is being done at all. And so I come around the corner really slowly, and he's rocking back and forth in one of the the chairs at the dining table, and he's got little teeny tiny pieces of paper in his hands, and he's tossing them in the air like confetti. Mm -hmm. And the mess that was on the table had been condensed to one corner because they had eaten for a little bit, right? Um, It was strewn all over the floor, all over the table, everything. And he was doing everything but clean, right? He was making a bigger mess. And I just looked at him. And as I'm trying to, like, acknowledge what he's doing, he literally, (laughs) this was so frustrating, looks at me, puts his hand in the air, and does the one last Mm -hmm. with the confetti, Mm -hmm. right? But then tries to tell me that he wasn't throwing anything on the ground, Mm -hmm. that I, my, my eyes were making things up. (laughs) And I just looked at him, and I told him to go sit in the corner. He was going to stare at the wall. He couldn't look at anything else until his dad got home. Mm -hmm. And, oh, he hated it because I, I looked over at one point and he had his finger like third knuckle deep up in his nose. <laughs> right. And I was like, Trent Wayne. And he takes his finger out of his nose and immediately puts it in his mouth. Uh, and I was like, oh, uh, my fucking God. And I was like, in the corner. And he was just like, <laughs> like uh, but like he had to sit there until you came home. And uh, then I told him he wasn't going to get up unless I told him he could, not you. Because he needs to start listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when you had to get on him. Because well, you after, gave after, him a list of things to take care of. Yeah, well, and he so didn't do you, any of it. After you got let him get up and he didn't, hadn't done any of it, I had warned him. I'm like, I don't want to have to go all drill sergeant on your ass, but I will if I need to. And I guess he didn't believe me and tried to call my bluff. So I did. I, I, I channeled my father and was in there just barking commands at him. And by the time we were done, he had gotten the entire mess cleaned up, but it was snot bubbles and crying and whatnot. And I just like, I'm like, dude, you do not, you do not have the authority to tell anybody no. And I don't care who's watching you when I leave. If I'm the one that said it needs to get done, it better be fucking done by the time that I've set for it to be done. Whether that time is, you know, when I get back or whatever my ultimatum is, it needs to be done by then, if not beforehand, because I will cause a ruckus if it's not yep and so he learned unfortunately the hard way that night that that's the case and that he needs to not test those waters and well and everybody got dessert but him that night so they did and and then i've i felt so bad because the poor dogs is normally it's moose that's getting in trouble when i'm making those kind of that kind of noise and so he didn't know where to go and i know he was hiding he was like mom why is dad yelling at me oh my god and it wasn't even moose that was getting yelled at and then piggy's she's trying to hide and everybody's like what do i do and the whole time I could hear Ezra in here kind of snickering because he's been through it before. He's like, yeah, I've been there, done that. I know what that's like. Jesus Christ, thank God it's not me. Right. <laughs> and so, and then um, then Tampi, she tried to make a smart-ass comment when it was all said and done. And I looked at her, I'm like, you want to be next? She's like, no. Like, yep. Okay. Yep. I'll just leave it at that. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, you know, it's, he's, the kid is in, he got bumped a grade. So he was in first grade, was bored there. He got bumped to second grade. 
it wouldn't surprise me if he jumps at least one more grade here in the upcoming years. But he because, needs to start doing oh, his yeah, classwork. He does. Like, but he's at the point like where I, a big part of the problem he has right now is that he is bored again with the classwork at second grade level. And I looked at him. I said, OK, I get that. I said, but there's also a point where we have to get to where we can't keep just catering to you. Like you've got to learn how to coexist within the environment you're at. So while I get that you're bored and all that, you've got to find a way to make it worth your time. I said, not to mention the fact I know your teacher very well. And I know that if you got all your regular boring work done, and I use air quotes there, then, um, she, she would, would give, give you stuff something more that you're interested to in. Do. Yeah. And she's like, of course, but I'll give you what you give you whatever you want. She's like, but we have certain things we have to accomplish as part of the curriculum. So there's no way of getting out of that. I'm like, so if you just do those things, then she'll give you the fun stuff. I mm -hmm. said, not to mention the fact that if you earn it, I'm willing to bet you could probably do like a show and tell with your circuitry or something like that and show all the other kids, you know, what you're passionate about right, and like, how you can build stuff. Right. And his eyes lit up my butt that only is if you're good and you're following the rules. So you have to be good and follow the rules. Right. Know, it's just it's pretty simple. It's it's not it's not complex, but it's also at the same time you got to do it. So it is frustrating, and it's been definitely been a um a challenge in general. Well, especially when the principal noticed that, like when it comes to women asking him to do things, he mm -hmm. he either straight up says no, or he goes about it at like a snail's pace. Yep. And the principal even said, "But when I walk in the room, he perks right up. He does what he's supposed to do." Mm -hmm. He was like, "It's just a little bit strange." The teachers acknowledge this as well as well. We're we're noticing this here at the house. Yep. Um, it, it, and I don't think that he doesn't respect women. I just think that he's got so many women in his life. They're like, "Oh, okay, Trent, whatever." Mm -hmm. It's just easier to just give in rather than like fight it. Right. And I mean, and, and that's how they want to handle things, and that's fine. But because of it, I think he is translating it in this. This is how all women are. Right. And he's now treating everybody with that same kind of like, nah, I don't really have to listen to you. Right. Uh, disregard uh, mostly the women. Mm -hmm. And he's learning, at least with me, and he's learning from Justin and, and the principal and everything that, that this is this can't be. That you you right. got to respect everybody equally. Yeah. So and, and you know, it's I, I, I know growing up I could push my mom further than I could ever push my dad. Um but at the same time I knew there was dire consequences that were far exceeded anything my dad could ever do to me if I got my mom pushed so far that she went past her limit of, you know, no return. Mm -hmm. Uh so I didn't dare I tried to not dare to get her there. And so all little boys do it. It's just you know, it's it's a normal all kids in general do it, but definitely little boys too, because the relationship is there. But with him, it's just, you know, it's, it's, I don't even think there's anything really, like you said, there's no animosity about it. It's mm -hmm. just what he's used to. Mm -hmm. But so know, he just thinks it's the norm. Right. But what like I, I said, I don't want to. And he's used to hearing, oh, okay, buddy, well, let's yeah. do this instead, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And that's just not how real life is. Right. And so, especially with him, one of the things that I've been, him and Ezra and all of them, honestly, I've always told him, like, here's the deal you will meet people in your life that are super nice and super accommodating and really awesome. And they'll pretty much put up with anything and do anything. I'm like, but those are the people you should fear the most mm -hmm. because when those people finally get past that point of, of breaking where they've had no, they've had enough. I said, the sad thing is it might not even be you. That's the bulk of it. You could have been the final thing that sends them over that edge. Yep. 
and and knocks them fucking for a loop and then all of that built up anger and and resentment and whatever else is in there comes unleashing upon it's your you and you're like what in the fuck is going on I said, it's not fun to be at. I said, at least like, you know, when you have somebody, you know, is an asshole, you can, you can predict the response. Oh, if I do this, he's going to be pissed off and do this and da, 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 or she's going to be pissed off and do this, whoever it might be. You'll know what to expect. It's the ones that are normally nice that when they go off the deep end, you can't fucking predict what's going to happen. All you can do is hope to God that you, you know, chose a strong enough belt when you're out there around that pipe to hold on during this tornado so you don't go flying the fuck away. Because mm-hmm. that's, you know, and I've, I've walked into that myself a few times, both with my mom and there's been a couple times to you where I've been that final person's aggravated you enough to send you Right. The Sometimes and, you, you're the, st- the straw that broke the camel's yep. back. Like and it, so when it's all said and done, I'm just sitting there like, all right. So if we could just, uh, if, if Hurricane Rianne could tell me exactly what, what happened before me that <laughs> caused all of that so I could figure out what, why, I know what I did, right. but why what I did. Sometimes I'm in the process the of telling you what yep. was going on, yep. but you're taking what I'm saying. The wrong way. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that happens. And you're the reason it goes from a, mm-hmm. a state, like a one classification up to a five. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, I get it. And I've been the first person to admit that I am a difficult fucker to live with sometimes and a difficult person to handle. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've just, I've always, I've always been like you. I've always been real. I'm always 100% real. And sometimes people just can't hang with that. And it gets me into little kerfluffles here and there. Um, but I would much rather have that than have, you know, some of the, the other stuff that I see people deal with where they just get trampled on all the time. And for a while there, I spent a lot of my time in my life getting trampled on. So I'm trying to, A, not do that anymore for myself, but also raise my kids to be a little bit smarter about, hey, you don't have to be walked on all the time. You don't have to be the doormat, but you also don't have to be the person that is constantly wiping your feet on the other person. Absolutely. Without ever respecting them for it. Mm-hmm. You know, Wash them off once in a while and say, hey, thank you for letting me wipe my dirty ass feet on you. <laughs> you know, yep. do something. Just let them know that you appreciate what the hell they're doing for you. Absolutely. And so, yeah, it's in, it's it's a, a learning curve for sure, especially when you you're now only have them for 50 percent of the time that you're used to having them for, um, which yeah. is in and of itself its own kind of a. Uh, nightmare like you know people always say like oh god a break for my kids would be awesome I wish I could and it's like yeah you know but that's when they're around them all the time right. you know well, before like before you... divorce is a thing and people really take stuff like that for granted they do that and they also you know in, in those respects like you get to choose those vacations or you get to choose those, you know mm-hmm. I don't get to choose the fact that I can only get my kids half the time now um, and so yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna say that. There's been times where it's been great. I've gotten a lot of shit done, but at the same time, I, I miss them. You know. Yeah, you miss them all the time. And so it's 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 a rough spot to be in. But I just try. To, that's that's part of the reason why the other thing I've been we we've both been working on with him is that you know because our time is far more limited with him than it used to be. We need to make sure that we're not just spending it being you know discipline here and this and the other like we've all got to stay more on task and and help each other out so that we can do the fun stuff as well because uh you know i'm of the opinion that the fun stuff doesn't come before you your life stuff gets done like sometimes you just have to you know you you don't have a choice you've got to take care of whatever you got to take care of before you can do the fun things and it's not like you can't fuck off every once in a while but you've got to understand that if you do that there are consequences and so that's something we're trying to and still upon them as well too. And so working with that is like, you know, you, we could spend the entire week that you're here catching up on work and doing this and doing that. And, Which and, is infuriating in and itself. doing all of these things. Or 
you can just stay with it the entire time and not worry about it. And that's part of the reason why I volunteered to be able to, hey, if you need me to, I'll just come down to the, the school and, and knock some sense into them and leave, even if it's not my week, because that way, no matter what, we have a consistent pattern of stuff getting done. Um, right. And so... Because there's, no, there's nothing worse than them coming home on Monday uh, of the beginning of our week, and they've got a pile laundry list yeah. of missing assignments from the week before. So it sucks, because we do have to spend the first night or two, like making them do not only all the homework that they didn't get done the week before, but now the homework they've got for the current week. And it does. It sucks. I mean, I've overheard them say, like, oh, we always have to do the work here. And mm-hmm. at least when we're at mom's, we have fun. And and I get it. I can understand from a kid's perspective. Oh, yeah. Like, that sucks. Oh, yeah. Like, it's all work and no play over at dad's house. And at mom's, it's so much fun. But, but the reality is, is the fun is overshadowing the work that that needs to be done and if it was just done and they need they also need to step up and start letting her know that they have the homework Mm because for a while here they were both lying to us about whether they had homework or not well that's Uh, it's about just just check their their folders (laughs) like follow through tempe tried to hide it one Mm -hmm. time from us so we we didn't see it um and if they just spent the time working on it each night getting their homework done for the day done like they could have all the time in the world for fun afterwards mm-hmm. and they could have that here instead of sitting at the table all the way up till dinner time and even some time after dinner time sometimes trying to catch up on the stuff mm-hmm. from the week before it sucks i hate having to ask that of them i'm sure you hate having to ask that of yep. them but when their grades start slipping and the topic comes up from one of the teachers like hey he got to skip a grade but if this continues we might have to hold him back right like that sucks. He doesn't want that. No, no one like, should want that. Exactly. So yeah, it, it's and it's a balancing act because you know school is such a a weird thing for me because on the one hand, the way that we do school here in America, for the most part, all we get to do is prove that we can memorize facts and take tests, but it doesn't ever show any critical thinking skills. So my kids have critical thinking skills, which is why there's such a problem for their teachers sometimes because they don't just always fall in line and do as they're told necessarily because they want to have a better grasp or understanding of why things are going on. Right. And so I try to balance that out with, you know, yes, I get your curiosity and I've always been, you know, you've, you've watched me. I remember there's been times where I've been answering questions and you're still like, why, why are you still answering those? Like, why do you, I'm like, cause they asked like, you know, yes, I'm the adult. Yes, I don't have to answer these things, but at the same time, if there's no harm in it, you know, I'll. I'll go yeah, ahead but and sometimes it. it gets like really in depth, like oh, no, like when they start asking questions about like the divorce and everything. I mean, they oh, that's, yeah, you don't usually go, spots. you don't usually no. dive too deep no. into that. But there's been times that they've legit asked questions, and we're like, whoa, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did you ever hear that? It's it's amazing what they pick up on, mm-hmm. and we know we've never discussed it around them. Um, and I don't know that it's been discussed around them by others either, but they overhear things or they see things or they've put two and two together in certain ways mm. and they'll mention it or they'll ask questions and we're sitting back going, okay, it's really not our thing to talk well, about. Before the paperwork and stuff was all finalized and everything was done, um, and, and everything was entered and set in stone, I remember Temperance for like a, a month straight was having this, it was having nightmares where she was waking up freaking out and whatnot because she was afraid that, uh, 
she was, you know, that they, they were going to make her not be able to see me anymore. And I'm like, honey, I said, first of all, well, yeah. I don't know where you're hearing this and well, I don't really care. She finally so, came clean about where she had overheard something. Oh, okay. Well, Did, were, not, not I thought you were part of that. She just had overheard <laughs> that if somebody kept up certain things that they would go for like full custody and she would just be kept away from all of that or they would just be kept away from all of that and but an example was that there's somebody else that was it wasn't it wasn't her mom no 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 no. that's not what i'm asking i'm asking was this a situation about another family or was it being used in our family like was it was she being told like i guess it wasn't like her friend that had this happen it was heard it was being it was a direct discussion to her i don't think no 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 it wasn't a direct discussion to her it was something she overheard okay sorry the adults talking about and i think it planted like a strange seed and caused okay my question being was it the adults talking adults in her life talking about another family and that happening and that's the problem is she's she didn't specify i thought you were part of this conversation Mm -hmm. she didn't specify she didn't um say under what context anything was going on right but she had overheard the adults talking and that if somebody's behavior didn't like shape up or something like that, that somebody yeah, was going to okay. go I for think full I custody. Now and I know who they were talking about. Right, okay, right. Yeah, but yeah. I think for whatever right. reason, she, she, she morphed it into us. She, yeah, she internalized it, and it started to create these nightmares. And she would come out and cling to you, and mm-hmm. I don't want you to. I don't want to be taken from you. I want to be able to see you. I don't want to never see you again. Mm-hmm. And it was heartbreaking yeah. to watch her go through this uh, in her mind she was going to be ripped away from her daddy and mm. we were sitting back going well, no this isn't gonna happen like no it's okay it's all right well and i told her too i was like you know the one thing i told her i said the one thing your mom and i have always agreed on no matter what is that we're not gonna rip you guys away from the other person unless there is a valid reason to do so and i said temperance and i mean by valid reason like your life is in jeopardy. There is something that is right. jeopardizing your health and your safety. I said, and we're like, and that's not happening on either end. And she was like, I'm no. Like, and we're like, like, we're like, minor it's disagreements, fine. that kind of stuff. We won't, it won't, that won't cause it. I said, but I said also one thing you have to understand is that I'm not like most guys out there. Or I can't say most, but I'm not like a lot of guys out there that just lay down and take it. I said, if anybody ever threatened to take you guys away from me for any reason, I don't care if I have to go destitute and live out of my car to make it happen. I will make sure that that is never allowed mm-hmm. um, because it's I'm not that kind of parent. I said, right. if anything, you've got your older brother to, to, to look at as an example. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I have been the solid person and around for him for his entire life. Never once have I faltered or failed or not, you know, been aware, been have him taken away from me for any reason whatsoever. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just because I will navigate it and I will always put you guys before any of my own personal shit yep. with somebody else because it's that is the way it needs to be and i said so don't ever 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 feel that daddy's going anywhere because i won't let it happen mm-hmm. i said not only would i would not let it happen but even if i was dumb enough to for whatever reason let it happen you know for a fact that your grandpa my dad would be kicking me in the ass saying no motherfucker you're gonna do this and you're gonna take care of your kids right I'm like, so no matter what somebody's always looking out for you and got your back right and that helped to kind of to quiet him down a little bit but you know, for as much as people 
And again, I'm not referring to like her mom or anything like that. I'm just saying society in general, for as much as people don't want to have certain things said or done around their kids, like, oh my God, they can't know what a boob is or where does the penis go? They're not old enough to figure that out yet or shit like that. Or don't you dare cuss in front of them. They don't realize that when they're talking smack about the other, you know, like you, I hear it around town all the time, people talking all this mad shit about their baby daddy, this or baby mom, this mm-hmm. with the kid fucking within six to 10 feet. Like, yeah, okay. You're not speaking directly to the child. But no, but like they're they smart enough to it. pick up the context in which exactly. it's being used. Or if you slip up and you use a name or, or another person's name, like kids pick up on it. My, my brother is dealing with this right now. Um, I don't know all the details. It's really not my story to tell, but right. uh, his daughter is really, really upset over the potential of a, a split up between her mom and stepdad. And she thinks it's her fault. And when my brother tried to talk to his ex about it, sh- she was baffled. Like, how does she know about this? How how does she know anything that could potentially be going on? And my brother's like, are you fucking kidding me? She was eight months old when we split. She is eight years old now. Like, she is not an idiot. Like, but... The only reason my brother's even getting involved is because he's watching his little girl's heartbreak over something she thinks is her fault that isn't her fault. Well, and so that's, I will say that that's always a hysterical thing. We had an issue with the kids where they kept coming to me and asking me questions about stuff that I had a no business talking about. B, even if I had business talking about it, I didn't have enough information to even be able to speak, you know, completely on the subject. So I finally had to contact the, the parties involved and be like, hey, Tell the I fucking can't truth. <laughs> have any more of this crap at my house. So I don't care what it takes for this to get resolved. But I you just need to talk to your to them about this and to figure out why they're thinking this and it's just squared away so that I'm no longer having to go, I don't know, you need to talk to so-and-so about this because it's not my fucking place. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's like kids aren't dumb. And nope. too many people seem to think that they just don't pay attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, you know, there, there's, there, you know, the funniest part is like my parents, they were never of that opinion. Like they, they knew how smart and, and, conniving kids could be and so they were always trying to be on their a game about not falling into those traps but there was times where i'd talk to my mom about stuff that happened when i was younger and you know she'd bring something up and how inquisitive i was and whatnot i just look at her and laugh and she's like why are you laughing and i'm just like really mom Mm-hmm. Like the whole reason why I was doing that was because of this, this, and this. She's like, "Oh, you son of a bitch!" Right? Because <laughs> she'd right. figure out that I was playing her. Right. I know. mean, and that's exactly what's going on here. When, when, like, because it's like you said, it's not a place to talk about certain things. But when they're giving us facts, when or they're, or you know, they're saying, yeah. "Hey, this and this and this is going on," but we're trying to figure out why or why it's not being told to us or, or whatever. And then they're crying mm-hmm. and hurt feelings and confusion. And I mean, we could sit back and go, well, we know this and we know that and blah, blah, blah. But that's not going to, that's not going to help anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree. And how you handled it, I felt was appropriate because it, it puts us in a terrible place mm-hmm. and it's not the conversation for us to be having. Mm-hmm. So, and well, not to mention the fact it's not necessarily a conversation that we want to have either. <laughs> no, like not not at all. You know, I, I, yeah. And so, my hope, and and thankfully, I have the experience. Well, I guess thankfully is one way to look at it, and also, what the fuck? 
Um, I have the experience of another divorce under my belt, so it's not like I'm I'm a, I'm a newbie at this. You know, I'm a pro. Oh Jesus! <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so I can I can see that there is a light at the end of this tunnel, and that we will get through these things because I went through them with Ezra as well. Um, but it's still it doesn't make it suck any more or less. You know, it still has its own complications and 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 in complexities and everything that come along with it. Just trying to navigate and. Because no matter what, I've always held true to this, and I'll still hold true to this until somebody forces me to do otherwise. And I've, you know, I, and I've said it to Ezra, and I meant it, and I've said it to little ones, and I meant it. It's not my place to sully up their their opinion or their um, their uh, thoughts about their mom. You know, I never did that to Ezra. I won't do it to little ones. No. And so, and I've also had to even come down on people in my life, like, hey, you can't say that kind of shit with my kids around. Like, that, I, no, no. Feelings aside, and anybody who's fine. tried to bring it up, we've been really good about being like, hey, like, this can be discussed at another time. Right. Adult time only. Like, right. let's just do this, yeah, this, and this. Because it's just, you know, we, we don't, it's not my place to ruin their view of anybody else in their life, whether it's their mom, Absolutely not. their grandparents, uncles, aunts, whatever. And despite whatever our personal right. views or opinions might be, that is their family too. And they love them. And right. that love is reciprocated. And it is not our place to skew that in any way, shape or form. Nope. And, and, you know, and I will say it as a parent, there are plenty of times where you want to, where you want to just look at the kid and go, really? What about this, this and this? But it doesn't solve anything. I know. And, you know, and it's, it's. Well, uh, coming from a childhood where that stuff was thrown at us left and right, mm-hmm. like, and, and finding out later on in life that a lot of it was bullshit and lies. Or it was just the, the, the salty one. Because everybody's right. got their own side to a story. Absolutely. And somewhere in the middle between the two sides is the actuality of what happened. Right. But I know what it's like to have my opinion of one of my parents uh, skewed so drastically. Mm-hmm. Um to sit back and wonder like why would they be like that why would that be true like what could i have done better and maybe it's okay that mom and dad got divorced or or whatever like and then grow up hating one under all these false pretenses Mm -hmm. and then to find out i think i was i was almost 17 years old it was like three weeks before my birthday Mm -hmm. to find out everything i had been told was a lie and the parent who had been feeding me all of it was actually the one that was all of the things that I was told the other was. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, I can't necessarily say that it was the parent. My, my situation's different. My, my father, I love him with all my heart, but his, his mother was like the puppet master. And I wish he had been stronger, um, but it, it cost him two marriages and it cost him the relationship with his kids for a little while because we were trying to stay far, far away from my grandmother. And now that she has passed away, um, he is like a totally different person. Mm -hmm. Um, And he looks back and he regrets a lot of things. I just don't want this to be what happens for any of your children or or anybody's children. Like nobody deserves to grow up thinking this way or that way or being told this, this and that. And because later on, the truth will come out. Mm -hmm. And having lived that myself, (laughs) it, it is never a good spot for that parent to be in when the truth comes out. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and the, you know, the, the, the best part about, or not even the, sorry, not the best part. <laughs> um, the most, 
And I, actually, yes, I'll say the best part, but I just make understand that there's supposed to be a, a lot of sarcasm in that statement is the amount of judgment and and predisposition you'll get from people that seem to think that they should have an opinion or their opinion matters when they're not directly involved in the situation in any way, shape, or form, and they start coming in and trying to tell you what to do with your life and, and your kids and whatnot. And, you know, it happened with Ezra when when that whole thing was going on, and it's happened um, a few times here with, this, with the divorce of Jody and whatnot. And it's like, you know, unless you're actually actively going through it and or I come to you for advice, you've got no fucking business trying to tell me what I am or I'm not doing with my kids is okay. Unless I am like legitimately beating them or something atrocious like that. Otherwise, you know, it's you, you might have your views on how things should go or what should happen and whatnot. And that's totally fine. You can live your life that way. And if you have kids, you can live your life with your kids that way. But you can't tell me that that's the way it has to be or vice versa. Um, and it goes back to what we were talking about in the previous episode where we had talked about um, how it's funny, how, you know, everybody has their own viewpoint and their viewpoints the best and everybody else should just adhere to that viewpoint. And, and you know, PC is a much broader problem, but it applies here too. It's like, you know, you know, there's people that have had problems with how I've, you know, how I've taken to our relationship and, and done something. Yeah. Whatnot. Or the and, assumptions that have been made. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll be honest, the way that I have been treated as a direct result of the assumptions, um, the issue isn't with me. The issue is with you. Mm-hmm. But everybody seems to think that I'm the appropriate target. Mm-hmm. Um, if there is a question about time frames or whatever, take it up with the person that your issue is with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have been an innocent bystander up until I had to defend myself. Why have I had to be attacked with questions people have for you? Yep. You know? Yep. Um, so this, oh, I heard so-and-so doesn't like you, or so-and-so said this, or so-and-so said that about you. Why? You know nothing about mm-hmm. me. You haven't tried to get to know me. You have gone out of your way to make me feel uncomfortable or unwanted. I mean, this is why we no longer do joint birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, we tried the, it once, and it was a goddamn mess. Well, the segregation nightmare. period, but yeah, and not to make not, not to, a single not to, person would acknowledge me. Not to I po- well, not to poke fun at um, at civil rights or anything, but literally, it was kind of like we had a a section for you know this kind of people and another section for this kind of people, and you could see people like when they were trying to bridge the gap and try to cross over and talk to the other ones, and it was like a whole lot of fucking nope, and so. You know, I'm not going to continue to put, you know, my friends and family through awkwardness like that. It's like if we can't all be adults and just fucking understand we're here for the kids, not for whatever else is going on. Well, I'm but I love these kids and I take care of them and I do special things for them and I help buy things for them. It's not my responsibility. It's not my job. It's not my duty, but I do it. I feel like unless I'm beating these children or starving them or just legitimately harming harming them in any way, like. Can't we all be appreciative that there's somebody in their life that their lives, I guess, that loves them and cares for them and treats them well? 
Like, can't that be what it's about? Instead mm-hmm. of, oh, I just, I choose to dislike you because, well, you're the other person or you're the one after so-and-so and well, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, to the point where <laughs> Temperance couldn't have her hair dyed the, the same color as mine because somebody didn't like it because it was like mine. Like, I, that was just really strange and her feelings were really hurt. And that's where it goes even further for me and becomes even more bullshit is now she's being hurt mm-hmm. as a direct result of people disliking me. Mm-hmm. So it, it's that's it's just it sucks. Yeah, it you know, and it's it's the funniest part about it for me is like I'm not the typical I guess what the stereotypical you know dad is in a situation like this. There are plenty of dads that roll over and just don't fight back or don't don't uh, want to be with their kids or, or take care of them or whatever you know. And and for me, it's always well. Even you and I, from time to time, we'll get like you're like we've got to go do a date night. We've got to go do something like you. I know you love your kids and that's fine, but we've got to go do you know. But I, I always say it's on our off time. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I mean, I'm not saying this is a negative thing. I, I don't want to take away from your time no, with your children no, ever. You've been always very, very good about that. So I apologize if it came across like mm-hmm. anything else. But the reason why I'm saying that is that, like, why can't there be respect for the fact that these kids have a good situation over here? Because I've seen plenty of people, my friends with kids, as well as my friends as a child, who had a quote-unquote step-parent or a dad's girlfriend or whatever, who was just royally shitty to them but the parent overlooked it because they were getting their dick wet or whatever the case may be right um and i'm trying to not ever be that and they've got people here who genuinely love them and they've got people over at their mom's house that genuinely love them and they've got lots of extended family so if there's anybody that ever wants to question whether or not those kids are loved a you don't know a fucking shit about their situation and b Maybe you should talk to somebody before you open your fucking mouth and start running it because you have no goddamn basis for anything and you, you prove it when you pull stupid shit um, like trying to cause any kind of issues for them via causing issues for us or whatever. So it's this weird part of divorce that's kind of ugly and people don't tend to like to talk about, but it's there and it happens and it's fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't need to be there. And if people could just pull their heads out of their asses on any and all sides. And I've actually had to do it with, with my own family members. Like, you know, I'll look at them like, hey, none of that fucking matters. What matters is, are the kids healthy? Yes. Are the kids taken care of? Yes. Are the kids this? Yes. So as long as that's the case, have your feelings be what they may about whoever, whatever, whatever. But that's where it ends. Right. And you come to me with it. Don't you ever fucking let it slip up in front of the kids because that is not their feelings about that particular person or group of people or whatever. And it's not your job to sully that. Well, and that's the thing, I guess, the whole point that we're we are trying to make is I could give two shits less like what people think about me. Right. right? First of all, you have zero basis for the Mm -hmm. opinion. Like you have not taken the time to get to know me. Therefore, your opinion of me is is fucking like invalid. But. Where I draw the line is when a child is in my arms sobbing, telling me they don't understand why this person or this person doesn't like me because they love me so much. Mm -hmm. That's where I draw the line because it's it's not me that's suffering as a direct result of this. It is that child. Mm -hmm. That is where it becomes a problem. And I feel like if people have an issue 
just call me. Say, hey, can we have a conversation? This is what I would like to address. This is why I feel this way. And this is how I feel. And I'd like to give you a chance to maybe help change that, blah, 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 because it is about the kids. And, and this hasn't happened. That might be the only thing I would care about because I care about how the kids feel mm-hmm. as a direct result of how others feel mm-hmm. about me. Right. So... No, and and and, and so, yeah, that's for me. It's it's always been about the kids as well too. Like, mm-hmm. if, if they're okay, I'm okay. You can think what you want about me. I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying, if you're hurting them or trying to taint their vision of me or whatever because of your own personal bullshit, that's where all those things that you've made up about me will become instantly fucking true. Because I am fiercely protective of my children. And I will always come out swinging first and then ask questions after the fact when it comes to their safety or their, their overall sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I, you know, it's, it's happened in the past where at, at family functions and whatnot where I've been uh, there and, you know, no one else was, was getting in to handle a situation where my kids were getting, ended up getting drugged into it and, and getting physically hurt. So I step up and take care of it, and then everybody's getting all pissed off at me. Like, you can't fucking talk to my kids that way. I'm like, well, the next time your kid touches one of mine, I will fucking put put my hands on them. I don't give two shits who you think you are. Right. You just keep your kids away from me. And then at that point, if you can't figure it out. And I don't like to get to that point. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit idly by and let somebody ramrod the kids because they don't fucking deserve that. It's not, no, they don't. It's not their fault. Like none of this was their fault. Any none bullshit of it. that went between me and Jody, not their fault. Mm-hmm. And any, and it's not like we had nothing but bad times. There was good times too. Um, but when push comes to shove, they are what's important right now. And if you can't see that, then you shouldn't be in their lives. Mm-hmm. And please, I want to really, really emphasize this for the listeners. I am not referring to Jody in this. Right oh now. no, no. <clears throat> it's just there's been a lot of people surrounding us on on all sides, not just hers, that have been causing a lot of um, undue stress and and shit for the kids that we've ended up having to kind of lock up and and kind of set boundaries around. And it sucks because, like, a from my own personal perspective. You're a goddamn grown ass adult. Figure it the fuck out and move the fuck on. Um, and but if you can't, I will be adult for you, and I will put you in your place, and I will, you know, tell you, tell you exactly where it's all screwed up. And I I shouldn't have to. I've got so much better things I can do with my time. Like, do you understand how much good fucking TV I miss out on when I'm having to go around and wipe your fucking asses? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I well, and then there's been but... you know the the bandwagon mm-hmm. friends like. Right. You no, had to, you say, put your foot down, and all of a sudden their team at somebody else, right? And all say, you did was talk shit about team somebody else. Mm-hmm. But now because this person doesn't want to deal with any of your shit and mm-hmm. drama and games, now all of a sudden you're on the other team. And it honestly, those are the kind of people that neither party needs to be friends with because Mm -hmm. if you're going to flip flop that fast like you'll do it to them as well Mm -hmm. like and that's not the kind of friendships anybody needs in their life and those aren't the kind of people that these children need to be exposed to right well that's you know that's been the beautiful thing for me on this last time around is that i really use this because i was going through a lot of my own personal bullshit too amongst the divorce like 
getting my anxiety in check and figuring out that I had ADD and all this other stuff. Like I've, I've had lots of stuff that I've, that has come to the top that I figured out that have made, you know, I've made some changes that have made my life fucking drastically easier than what it was before. Um, but one of the things that came along with it that wasn't as easy was I had to give up what I thought were a lot of long-term friendships over the fact of the matter that, that when push came to shove, they were acquaintances at best and that hurt. But at the same time, it was refreshing because now that's no longer dragging me down or holding me back. Mm -hmm. Um, so I cleaned house and I believe I even referred to it as the purge when I did it on Facebook. So if you guys still see my stuff on Facebook and see me commenting on shit and whatnot on Facebook, that means that you were not one of the bad ones. So, you know, I guess pat on the back for that kind of a thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's upsetting, I guess, for lack of a better term, at all the amount of bullshit that comes along with something like, uh, it should be seemingly as simple as this person no longer wants to be connected in that way to this person. We need to figure out how to split this apart while not detrimentally affecting anybody in the situation involved and why it can't just be kept to that and why it's always got to go fucking sideways. It's just silly and stupid. And that's that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, nah. you know, it just, it, 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 it's, I don't know. I just, I, I, like I said, at this point in my life, I've come to figure out that, you know, for me and my kids and for my family, we have better things to do with our time than to get involved in the drama. Right. It's like, I, you know, I watched some these reality shows. Well, you, I'll be honest with you. If you drag me into the drama, I'm going to clean up that drama really uh, fucking yeah, quick. Yeah. Uh, I don't care who wants to roll over and play victim in the circumstances. If you poke the bear, you better expect to get fucking bit. That's where I'm at. And this has had to happen with a couple people. And I don't regret it. And I will do it again and again and again. But I don't want to be a part of it. So stop dragging me in on it. If that makes sense. It makes total sense. Like, stop blaming me for this. Stop accusing me of that. Stop saying that timelines don't add up and blah, 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 blah. Because at the end of the day, if we really wanted to get into facts and statistics, the time frames and the things that have happened since, it's not really poor on my end. So, yeah. yeah. So, bottom line of all of this is like, hey, you know what? Just focus on your kids and... And make sure that they come out of this okay. And and this is advice for any parent that yeah. is got to deal with something like this. And it doesn't matter if you're married or not. Even if it's just like you got, you know, you're a boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever the case may be. As long as the other parent is good for the kids and is there for the kids and, and wants and is, is, is positive influence to them, it doesn't matter what your beef or whatever with him is that needs to be let go. You need to move past that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's, it just, you can't be petty like that. It's, it's about, and I don't, I just, I I guess I was raised in such a way that with Mike and my dad, you know, it was us, his family came first so much so that, you know, it was at his own detriment at times. So to know, to have lived and experienced that lifestyle, to see that, some people can be so goddamn vapid and shitty. Like you know, you watch these reality TV shows, and then you know that that what is her name, Farah? Fuck off, whatever her name is from a Teen Mom, 
where she's got her kid that she's just exploiting the fuck out of on Instagram and whatnot for money. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, did you hear about the recent one? Uh-huh. She took a couple pictures of her and uh-huh. like, uh, like some, some like almost like lingerie looking stuff. Yeah. She's like a 10 year old kid or some shit like, like that. What in the world? Yeah. yeah. Right. No, that's that's bad parenting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that for sure is bad mm-hmm. parenting. Yeah. And the so, argument could be made that, oh, but bathing suits aren't much different. Okay, but a bathing suit is a freaking bathing suit. When it is lacy and it looks like something an adult should be wearing with another adult, it is not something a 10-year-old should be modeling in any way. Nope. Yeah, and so... Uh, Shame yeah. on you for walking around with a camera taking pictures of her. Like, <laughs> I mean, all you're teaching her is to follow down the same path that you were on well according to her though she's awesome and that's the stuff that's right. fucking crazy like it's just like wow yeah, so, yeah. Well, on that note and fanciness we have a voicemail line and we have voicemail numbers and stuff you can call uh we don't have any voicemails for this particular episode um, but I do have some people that have said that they are going to call in, so I do know who you are, and I have taken notes, and I will be pestering you mercilessly until it happens. Well, that's <laughs> terrible. Don't I'm not. I don't actually pester them mercilessly. The most they they're either going to do it or they don't. No, like, I know. The most they ever get out of me is I'll contact them before we start recording. Like, hey, look, did you get to that voicemail? Because if you did, I need to make sure I go look for it. And if not, okay, cool. You know, like that's that's the the absolute highest amount of, of you know bullying, I guess you could call it, that you'll get from me. And it's only because you know I've got so much going on that. I don't think to pester about the other stuff right now because work has been batshit fucking insane for me. Right. Hey, say that again. Mm -hmm, It's been for me too. And so, um, but if you would be so kind as to want to contact us and leave a voicemail, you can do so at 971-203-4922. Or you can do this uh, wonderful thing with that fancy ass device you have in your pocket that does more than look at, uh, allow you to look at porn and Facebook on the toilet. Um, and that is you can use a voice recording app on that to record the voicemail. And then you can email it to us um, to grounded at badparentingpodcast.com. If you want to look for us on social media, you can like our pages on the different sites like the Facebooks and the, and the MySpaces and the Instagrams and all that. MySpace. I've got a MySpace page for this All page. right. Okay. Yep. Just because, you know, 2003 is called and they want their uh, social media network back. So I decided to be on it just in case. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you just look for Bad Parenting Podcast on there, you'll find us. And if you go to our website, you also have all the contact information there as well. Um, we do appreciate each and every one of our listeners, and we do love the interaction. So thank you guys so much for the warm reception, and welcome back into the podcasting arena, because we were dormant for quite some time there, and I wasn't sure how the uh, the relaunch was going to go, but so far, so far, blah, blah, blah. So far, you have made us all very feel very welcome, and we appreciate the shit out of you for that. Yes, so. thank you very much. And Rihanna has been always, she's been so happy about the fact that it's landing positively and whatnot. Because she, poor thing, the first couple episodes was so nervous. Like, do we have? Is there any bad feedback? Did I do anything wrong? Did I, I know. I remember. Like, I breathed. Well, wrong. I've just gotten so used yeah. to people hating me from the yeah. other side for <laughs> no reason that I was so worried you were going to start getting this hate mail. And I, I mean, it will probably happen at some point, whatever, but I was, I was really nervous. I was like, oh man, I I hope that they like me and that I'm not annoying or or whatever. Well, we didn't say that. (laughs) No, well, you never know. But I was, I was really worried that people wouldn't be accepting to the change and um, my addition, but 
so far everything's been great. I've gotten some private messages. I've also just read whatever he has shown me that he's gotten and it makes me feel so much better. Well, you are an admin and whatnot on all the pages and all that, so you can go onto the, the post and all that and see it, the stuff that's there too. And if we need to, I think we might just need to get your phone set up so you can do so. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so if you guys would love, we love feedback, we love hearing from you. So thank you so much for everybody who's reached out to us, both either via voicemail or in instant message form or email or anything else and everything in between. Uh, we do love hearing from our listeners. And if you guys haven't done it already, go out and you know support your other podcasts that are out there, mediocre shows, uh, geek show, places like that. They... They all love to hear from their fans as well, too. We all are just kind of sitting here talking to these microphones, and, and it's nice to hear back from our listeners from time to time. And something that I am going to be working on is hopefully, once I get the rest of my office put together and I can get the studio set up, getting the live call-in number back. So if people want to actually call in while we're recording, um, we used to do that. This means you need to actually sit down and commit to a time and uh, no, actually we just, we just record. We it when, you know. Whenever you feel like it, yeah, yeah. I feel like if we did like a every Wednesday night or every yeah, Sunday. Say, oh, no, no, see, you don't know the history about Wednesday nights. If we do it Wednesday nights, we'll get so much ridicule because that used to be the nightly airing of the mediocre show. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I didn't know that, know. so you, you can't, you know, harp on me saying. if I didn't I'm just know. Right now both but, Frank and Eric are like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> or, or they're not. Yeah, they but are. you never know. Uh, I'm just saying, if you commit to a, a night. And a time, and nothing changes it. I think that that would work. But if something is going to change, you need to communicate. Because I can't tell you how many times I've been like, "Hey, we said we were going to record. It didn't happen. Hey, we said we were going to record, and it didn't happen." So if you want to do like this whole live thing? You need to step it up, motherfucker. All right, that's it. All right, sounds good. That's all I got. Okay, yeah, yeah, just deflated real quick there, didn't you? Yeah, like the last little out of a balloon before it falls on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and that thought you heard was Rian, like I'm done, <laughs> and I'm spent. No, I'm not. I'm not saying no. I'm necessarily done with this. I, I would just say that that's the end of my rant. <laughs> I know, but I like to give you crap. It's just it's what we do. It's mm-hmm. why we work together so well because we th- fling shit each other's direction all the time. And right, know, yeah. Oh, now I'm getting a look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's all right. It's all good. I make mental notes of things. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. So six months from now, you can bring them up? Right. If you ever hear a glove snapping really loudly, just fucking run. Yeah. Run. Or do what Moose doesn't clench. One <laughs> 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 of these episodes, we'll have, to, uh, we'll have to tell the story about how I got to drain uh, the anal lands of our dogs while the kids were watching. Yeah, we'll talk about it on uh, another episode because, yeah. Yeah. But it was pretty right. awesome. He had to do it. And, mm-hmm. You know, it was great. But yeah. Right. But until next time, try not to be shitty parents <laughs> or do it on the DL. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bad Parenting Podcast, a conversational show about all aspects of parenting the good, the bad, and the smelly. It's out then now. Here it goes.